Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yeah. Oh, and I was doing the game show yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it was, and we started at like 2.30. Lee was on work calls and I'm up here going, Woo! Like clapping <laughs> and shit like that. He, like, he had texted me and obviously you can't really look at your phone yeah. during that. And then he came up. He's like, can you keep it down? I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry. So, so it's kind of the opposite of, yeah. of how we do it in here whenever um, we catch a stray. <laughs> Fuck! No! Ready? Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 48. Back in person. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Hang on. I, there's a little spot here that I'm cleaning off with my saliva. Now my saliva's on our preamp. Well, very cool. How are you? Oh, I'm. I'm no, I'm we'll great. I'm, I'm great. I, uh, you know, was driving here today, and uh, you know, as I, you know, went down 71, I just got more and more excited that this was happening. You mean up 71? Up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. You know, yeah. Down the toilet, uh, up the toilet. You know the expression. Yeah. Uh, our first in person, I guess, since the anniversary, which was you know a month and a half ago at this point, yeah. almost two. Shit. I mean that was that was you know right before mid, our pause. Yeah, mid November, and shit, it's already January 8th. Was that it, Houndmouth Christmas? Top then, 100. Yeah. yeah. And then our first, let's call it normal episode, technically I guess it would be the All Out episode 35, I think it was September 6th, episode where we had, and if you recall, we reviews we reviewed the yeah, shows. Yeah, non-paper, our pay-per-view episodes are never normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one, so if we're, got, if we're going non-pay-per-view, it would be yeah. Consultation Money Punk, which was like a few more prior to that, so. Uh, Late August. Yeah, it feels uh feels good to get at, back to at, business. At that there. point, um, when we recorded our last normal episode, we had not met Chad Diesel or Tom in person. That's true. How crazy is it to think of that? And that feels like it was so long yeah, ago yeah, at yeah. this point and, and, too. And you also met uh, Graham. I did in person. <laughs> I did meet Graham at the uh, the Bengals Ravens game a couple weeks ago, which was awesome, and his sons, uh, Mason and Jackson. That was a definite highlight of a Christmas break, even though we only got to, you know, talk for about 10 minutes or so. That was pretty cool, but... Uh, Those bad are all kinds of trouble. <laughs> they sure are. Are we going to have to beep that? No, yeah, but we definitely will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, it feels good to be back, back in person. Again, I mean, we've probably done this once in the last, like, four months, yeah. it seems like, up here. Watched a, if you recall, match in the Corkport earlier. We're back in the Scream Shack with a new Scream movie coming oh, yeah. out like and, next and, week. And I've heard like the early reviews are really, oh, really Lee, good. Our, yeah. our landlord here, Lee, uh, he's fire. It screams like his favorite yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. So he was watching Scream 2 last night and he's like, it's apparently going to be fucking unreal. And, I, you know, I'm down to see it. Yeah, it oh, yeah. It's, it's the opposite of going and staring at a wall, which... Uh, <laughs> He said, did something say something hilarious, which is I want to share it. So I guess we have some football stuff to talk about. I think this would be a good way to 
launch us into that. So um, yeah, there, there are games Saturday. I believe they're calling it the season finale, which uh-huh. I think is a cool touch for NFL. And they uh, Chiefs and Broncos going on right now. And yes. uh, next, I think we have uh, Cowboys Eagles, an NFC East match. And, and Lee had said that he'd rather stare at a wall than watch an <laughs> NFC East match. Which I want to like get out like five hundred dollars and be like, "Will you do this?" Which it's a pretty yeah. good matchup too. Yeah. Two good teams, but. Back to some football. We talked last week about the Bengals beating the Chiefs. Huge win, winning the division. Um, And you brought up that back in our interview with Alex Marvez, we talked a little football because he's an NFL guy. I met him from working at the Bengals. And uh, he uh, thought the Bengals were going to finish fourth and the Browns are going to finish first. And it has been the complete opposite. Oh, 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 I remember when you said that Browns beating the Steelers in that playoff game was a changing of the guard. Yes. Yeah. Ah, how the ah, how the Marvezilists have fallen. We love you. We love you, Marvez. But uh, hey, we had to we had to rub this one in a little yeah. bit. Oh, for sure. And um, one last thing, I guess, before we jump into another su- subject, to circle back oh, to, yes. uh, to uh, movies. Um, I want to go ahead and tee this up so I don't forget to say it. Yes. Um. So we'll. Well, so if you go see Scream, will that be your first movie you've seen in the theaters, or is it streaming? Uh, it would be. Yeah. Okay. I I don't really have like. You know, I'm sure I'll see it at some point, but it's not one where I'm like dying to run and yeah, go see it like you. Lee will. But yeah, I have not seen a movie since, I guess it was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, wow. which was like summer of 19, I think. Yeah. Mine was uh, Rise of Skywalker until this year, which was I saw Dune, which okay, was excellent yeah. in the theater. And then um, I, you know, was in the mall doing Christmas shopping. I went there at like 1030. Got all my Christmas shopping done in an hour. I was pleasantly surprised. Went and got tacos, burrito tacos, the ones uh, where you dip. No Auntie Anne's. No, nope. well, it or... was it, it was there, but you know we've since cooled on them. For um, now, you know, yeah, yeah, we have we have new corporate interests, um, <laughs> as yeah. you as you'll hear about. Yes, um, but uh, you know, anyways, I had like the whole day because I took off the whole day off work thinking I was going to go from place to place. Knocked it all out in an hour to get my Christmas shopping done. Yeah. And uh, I decided to go see Spider-Man No Way Home by myself. I heard that was amazing, yeah, yeah. too. So, and I'll leave it at that. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when, um, when we get to a certain point in our Dynamite discussion, ah, we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back again. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, just want to mention real quick, it's... Uh, been a hell of a first week of 2022 in wrestling. Um, otherwise, the world and everything still feels pretty shitty with everything going on. Yeah, but, Omicron. Uh, been a hell of a start to the year in wrestling, starting with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah on the first with their show, The New Year. Big rematch. Uh, our boy Katsuhiku Nakajima took down Go Shiyazaki. Great match. And then WWE had their day one pay per view. Uh, on the first, which I watched a couple matches, uh, the main event where Brock Lesnar uh, won the belt because Roman got COVID, he couldn't be on the he show. He beat Big E, right? So, yeah. well, it was a five-way, gotcha. and they hot-shot the belt to Lesnar, as they always tend to do, but it was like an eight-minute match, but it was awesome uh, and for what they got in in eight minutes, wow. but that was fun. And then Wrestle Kingdom, uh, two nights, January 4th and 5th, um, you know, didn't necessarily feel fully like Wrestle Kingdom at times. There were some matches on the cards that were, you know, not very Wrestle Kingdom-y. Uh, but the top matches, holy shit. Holy shit. Um, Okada and Osprey in night two. I've said it on Twitter. They set the bar for me for match of the year. Probably a scale breaker for me. I was dialed the fuck in, standing on my feet. 
Uh, Okada's back at the top of the mountain where he should be um, and hoping for a better year for New Japan in 2022 as they kind of get back going. But Okada Shingo main event night one, unbelievable. Capping off Shingo's incredible 2021 where he was able to hold the title, which I didn't see coming. Um, but yeah, just some good stuff. Um, Kenta and Tanahashi in a no DQ match, which Tanahashi'd never really done. Got probably the loudest cheer, gasp, whatever you want to call it, since Japanese fans have been unable to use their mouths when he did a high fly flow off a 20-foot ladder. Crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, good shit. Um, and more to come here. And, uh, do you want to talk about... Well, here, real quick, I do want to mention WWE and... Unfortunately, they did have some more releases, the likes of your boy, William Regal, a.k.a. Michael Adams. Yes, uh, Samo- but no, I'm saying about Yeah, that. Samoa Joe gets fired again My for boy. the second time. Mimosa Joe. This year. <laughs> Double nicknames. Um, but, you know, it's really kind of a cleaning house of all the Triple H, you know, NXT era, which is kind of a shame, but it is what it is. Um, but with Regal specifically, I've been reading Moxley's book and he, you know, talks about what a great mentor he was for him. Johnny Gargano came out and said like, he's the reason all of us indie guys, you know, have been so successful on TV. One of the greatest minds the business has ever seen. Um, so, you know, it'll be curious to see where he ends up, but interesting news from WWE. They have cracked open their forbidden door. Uh, last night on SmackDown, as they announced, Impact Women's Champion Mickey James will be in the Royal Rumble. So, uh, interesting stuff, because they hadn't really uh, done much collaboration with oh, other companies. Oh, yeah, yet. and like I was saying, they're like the origin of the Forbidden Door, right? Like, they are the, you know, Forbidden bathroom door or, you know, whatever, you know, like centralized location. Yeah. Just interesting to see them do that. And, uh, who knows, maybe they'll be collaborating with other companies in the future again. I mean, it's just good for the wrestling business. So kudos to WWE for doing that. And, uh, let's hope again, all the people that got released are able to find work and, uh, yeah, that's that. But, uh, why don't you give a little mention of our corporate sponsor, which is well, not yet, but a, a trial run for a corporate sponsorship, I guess. Uh, and are they corporate? I they don't know. Corporate. I don't know, I guess. They're cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we haven't, I guess we've been talking about it, but this is our first official episode with Manscaped as our trial run for one month continues. So you're going to be hearing some fun ad reads here. Yeah, code BBB, 20% off plus free shipping on your Manscaped order. We'll talk yes. about their products. They were gracious enough to send us some yes. cool stuff. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I have not had the privilege of using the uh, Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Oh, I have. I know you have, have, and you're going to get to it, but uh, definitely have, have been enjoying the old ball deodorant and the ball toner, Me I must too. say. And yeah. uh, we'll get into that a little bit more for as sure. well. But uh, yeah, use the promo code BBB for 20% off all Manscaped products, and- free shipping. Between, I guess, now and February 9th yes. is uh, yes. how long that's running. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a little fun with it. We might do a little uh, video or something. Yeah, and, and we've uh, had some special guests come on yeah, and, who knows? and, and uh, talk about those products. So, and yeah. I do want to mention as well, we do have a plan to, uh, we want to be adding more YouTube content. Because that's been something that we haven't really focused on. Um, you know, we've done a few things here and there, but... You know, I watch enough wrestling where I can spit out a video a week talking about something, and you've got enough varied interests that, uh, and you, yeah, you can. You'll, you'll hear from me. Yeah. 
yeah, you've got some things to say, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, this is kind of a new era of sorts for us. Is you know, this is kind of a back to business episode where we're going to review the AEW programming from this week. I've got something that burned my ass to kind of go back to that original trope. And uh, we're going to have an If You Recall, which we've had, I think, two in the last several months since that mid-August consultation Money Punk. Uh, Always one of my favorite segments. And that's going to be Katsuyori Shibata against Kyle O'Reilly from New Japan's King of Pro Wrestling 2016. As you all know, we like to keep them kind of topical. So with Shibata... Coming back at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th to defeat Ren Narita, uh, his kind of mentee. And it was supposed to be just a grappling match, no strikes. But he grabbed the mic and basically said, fuck that, let's make it real. And it was awesome. And Kyle O'Reilly, obviously new to AEW. We'd watched his match against Kushida from New Japan. And of course, we saw plenty of him when we covered NXT. But uh, yeah, just thought uh, that was the right match to to move forward with. Yeah, sounds good to me. So one more little thing I want to add, um, but uh, so today January eighth, twenty twenty two. You know, I just you know we looked up when the last time we did an if you recall or a, or a traditional episode proper, um, and so it just got me thinking January tenth, twenty twenty one, episode seven, the book of Turner. Oh wow! Crazy to think that you know it's been we were a just, year. Yeah, been a year since we were jumping in that. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, pretty wild yeah, so stuff. 362 days. And it was right around this time where we were hopping on Good Cop, Bad Cop and View from the Top Rope and specifically Devoid and, you know, people that we've made legitimate friendships with. And it's yeah. just crazy to, you know, think about how far all this has come in a year. But yeah. uh, you ready to talk some balls? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ball game. Ball game. Ball game. Ball game. And this one belongs to the Rat. Alrighty. Support for Brainbuster Boys is brought to you by Manscaped. Woo! Who is the best? And below the waist grooming champions of the world. You got that right. Yeah, that, 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 that's correct. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Mm. And Manscaped, did you know this? They just, you know this because they sent you the same thing. Yeah. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Mm. You heard that? Yeah, you heard that right, buddy. Yep. The 4.0. Not 3.0. Not 3.0. Not 2.0. No, like not 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love me some 2.0. But the 4.0. The and I 4.0. Got it, and I got it right here. I got a special relationship with this thing. Yes, you do. Your yeah. balls will thank you, and you'll say you're welcome. Wow. All right, so uh, I uh, got into the 4.0 this week. Yes. Got a little testimony here. I heard that. Um, you know, the great folks at Manscaped sent us a uh, cacophony of wonderful objects. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, you know, took the task and decided to shave with this sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer mm. that indeed made shaving time my absolute favorite time in the bathroom. It was probably the best morning I had all week. Hell yeah. All right. So let's uh, qualify this statement. Do it. Um, I have cut my pubes in the past with kitchen scissors. <laughs> never had an accent or anything. Never been a bad I mean, I've thing. done it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, been you know, a while, get but... fiskers in there. Yeah, yeah get some you know, fiskers. Yeah, yeah. I, I've done Just that. Trim them up. So this was, you know, a time to reevaluate that practice. Yes. And the fine folks at Manscaped, in their generosity, have um, you know, provided me an opportunity to do that. 
So I went to the bathroom and shaved all my pubes off. All of them. All of them. Gone. Like it has never been this bald <laughs> since they first appeared five years ago. How? <laughs> How was the experience? It was great. It was great. It was great. I mean, like it like was just very efficient, very quick. It was in the morning. You know, mm. I had to, I had to you know get ready to go to work. You know, this was something that I not don't typically do in the morning. No. Nope. So I did it. Or at all. I did it, and man, like, it just, like, zipped it right off. Yeah. And it was, like, a great shave, like, no burn, no nit, like, like yeah. not even close. Hell yeah. Uh, no, I'm really sold on this thing. And you I know? have yet to use it yet, and I'm very excited to do so. And you should be, because, like, this thing, man, it comes with, like, some guards. It comes with the charging station, a USB cord. And I believe there's a light on it as well, it right? Is. So, uh, talking about that uh, spotlight. Mm. 4000K LED spotlight, um, along with a multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. Like this thing is pretty uh, pretty packed with lots yeah. of little uh, anemones. Ooh. It's a pretty nifty little tool. Um, I, actually, when we talked about the charging, this thing's got wireless charging, which is wow. pretty badass. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this thing it's is- It's a nice sleek the, item there. Yeah, this thing is the bee's knees. This is the balls halls. This is the testes, besties. Woo! That wonderful lawnmower 4.0, yes sir, mm. the trimmer, it helps reduce nicks, reduces the risk of ingrown hairs, and reduces the risk of those awful grooming accidents. Mm, nobody wants that. No, no, nine. Well, why don't you tell the fine folks how they can uh, take advantage of this special offer here? It's, it's quite simple. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BBBmanscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code B, B, B. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Mm. Your balls will thank you. Will thank you. Will thank you. Will thank you. All right. AEW Dynamite, January 5th, 2022, Newark, New Jersey, the Prudential Center, and the inaugural episode on TBS, The Mothership, and uh, Tony Schiavone actually mentions him and JR in the 80s working on TBS and that it's on Techwood Drive, yes. which we got real into. Tara on Techwood yeah. on the TNT belt, uh, yeah. the home, the original home of TBS TNT, but uh, we kick it off with the rematch and Hangman Adam Page defeats... Brian Danielson in 29 minutes and 6 seconds to retain the AEW World Championship. Woo! What a firecracker. Lots of blood here. Um, man, just uh, another insane match between these two guys to kick off a show. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that happened. I'll just uh, get your immediate reaction Yeah, Sam. what a grisly, <laughs> uh, fulfilling triumphant affair yes you know i'm glad hangman you know kind of got that win now i feel like he can really kickstart his reign because as good as the um draw match was like it kind of kept it sort of you know sort of running in place a little bit mm -hmm. which fits with this story a good bit because yes. like, a whole lot of his stuff is like illegitimacy like him not believing he's good enough or legitimate enough and that's like the perfect thing to happen agree kind of you know stem off of that yep um and uh yeah you know i thought like I probably didn't like it as much as the 60-minute draw. I'll just go ahead and say that. But, yep. uh, you know, because it had a lot of the same beats. It had a lot of Danielson throws Hangman into the pole, and now they're bleeding, and, mm -hmm. you know, there's all this stuff outside. And Danielson gets the, you know, upper hand early, puts him in all these holds. And, uh, you know, I, like, like it was it was great. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, I I'm think trying to think. I'm about to say but and, like, uh, follow something with it. 
But I don't think that's appropriate when, because, like, I think... And you yeah. left your notes in Louisville, so yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. off the cuff here. But yeah. I think mo most people that I've talked to did like the draw better. I think it was a better match, but I actually enjoyed this one better. It was more satisfying. And very, like, the urgency from Hangman and mm -hmm. the aggressiveness from Hangman. Yeah. And I do want to mention, I forgot to him from the top, that this match did have three judges yeah. in the event that it did go to a draw, so they could pick a winner. Very classic wrestling thing. It was Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White. So Jerry Lynn, you may, he's been working backstage for AEW right. forever. You know, was in... ECW, Ring of Honor, you know, all around right. back in the day. Um, so just kind of another legend there. But um, yeah, I guess I'm, I've got a lot of notes on my phone. I'm just going to kind of get into some of this. I'm not going to go move by move, but uh, there was a lot of stuff early on. Like Hangman was really on the ropes a lot. Oh, yeah. Jumping around and flying around. Yeah, and I felt like that kind of happened, you know, a lot in the first match too. Like it was very, they were very similar. I mm -hmm. thought. Yeah, they were, but I think, again, just Hangman's aggressiveness in yeah. this one set it apart, and mm -hmm. it really was that signature win. And Danielson bled a lot in this one as well, which yeah. he did not in no. the first one. And actually... Maybe bled more than Hangman. I yeah. once, And I'm not sure if it was a blade job or if he went, quote-unquote, the hard way, as they call it, because Hangman basically was pulling him into the pole yeah. three different times. Yeah. His head hit... Um, I think it probably was a blade job, but it looked pretty good. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of crazy stuff in this one. I don't even know how to talk about it all, but a lot of headbutts too yeah. in this one. Not even just at the end when they were both kind of jumping at each other and giving the headbutts, but there was a lot like just throughout on the top rope. Um, it was just, it got to a point when Danielson, um, he had him in the label lock. Hangman gets out of it. He hits the running knee. Hangman kicks out of it. So, like, it got to the point where Danielson, how's he going to beat this guy? Yeah. What does he need to do? Hangman still hadn't hit the buck shot yet. He did at the end of the last match, but the time ran out. So, from Danielson's point of view, he, can't, he couldn't beat him. And he couldn't figure out how to beat him. And I just, I loved that story of it. Um, and the blood just added to it. Yeah. It may have been a little bit much at times, but it, just the imagery. You know, Hangman, there was the time we were going into a commercial where he started doing those jumping, jumping jacks. jacks. Yeah, there's a gimmick. All covered in blood, yeah. and it just just looked pretty like, good. Like, he kind of embraced sort of the brutality of it a little bit more. Absolutely. You know? And, like, you know, I think, like, this match was just a much more, like, like amped-up version of the last one. Yes. You know, like, just kind of a little bit more compressed and intense. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I think, you know, that made for a much more, like, satisfying, fulfilling finish. No you doubt. Know, it, it was less of a sprawl, less of, like, an epic sprawl, I would say. But, you know, obviously had the big, you know, moment at the end, like, the great buckshot. Yes. Very satisfying. And we had move. prior to that, remember, when Hangman went for it. After he hit the dead eye on the outside, uh, he went for it, and Danielson passed out. Oh, yeah. Which was a classic. That went back to Kenny against Okada and their hour draw at Dominion 2017. And I think Kenny may have done something similar when he and Hangman had the match at full gear. Yeah. But it's just a classic, like, I just got nothing. Um, and obviously, he just hit him, you know, on the outside with the dead eye, but... Um, yeah, it just got to the point where I think Danielson was just so discouraged, and that's when those big headbutts started coming. 
Then he hit the gotch pile driver and stared daggers at Jerry Lynn because that was his move. Yeah. So, like, I love those little things like that. Then he starts kicking Hangman's head in. Um, you know, what else can he do at this point? And then Hangman with the pop-up powerbomb. But then immediately Danielson gets him into the triangle. Um, and then he's able to power out with the elbow strike sitting on top. This is when I think Shivani's like, this is just a human struggle. Yeah. Um, and it really was. It's just like they already went an hour. They threw everything at each other. This time, remember, Hangman from the get-go charged at him. And Danielson's kind of playing cat and mouse in the beginning. But Hangman's attitude from the word go was just different. Like, mm. he was not going to lose this match. Um, he hits the backdrop driver, and which kind of almost lands on his head. And then he gets on the apron, elbow pad down, buckshot lariat. And that was that. Um, I, in the moment, and uh, I was going to do my burns my ass beforehand, but we'll just wait on it. But uh, I was in a not the greatest mood coming into this and wasn't able to catch the match live because of shit that happened. But once I was in and settled and our buddy Staves was here, um, I was locked in and I loved it. And I gave it five stars in the moment. I rewatched it. I'm still giving it five stars. You know what? I'm a fucking mark. These are my two favorite wrestlers in the company. And they just tore the house down again. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. And now the question is, where do each of these guys go from here? Yeah, very interesting. I know I had texted you when I was doing my watch and said, well, you know, like who's gonna, who would be a good next one? You know, because I don't think, I mean, maybe they'll like throw like a jobbery person or two at him. Like, like you know, somebody who's kind of on the up. Um, Someone Azar mentioned was Miro. Yeah. But... I know he's been kind of hurt a little bit. Um, yeah, he hasn't been in it. Like, someone mentioned Kingston, but it's like, what did he really do to earn a title shot? And he's kind of got his own thing going on right now with 2.0, Garcia, Jericho. Yeah, my, I do... Oh, go no, ahead. My idea was Moxley. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like I, And as we kind of go back to the Eliminator tournament when it was supposed to be Moxley, Orange Cassidy, and everyone thought it was going to be Mox Bryan in the finals, and I personally thought Moxley was going to win that. Yeah. He would be the one to give Danielson his first loss, and then Hangman gets his first win over him there. Um, I think Mox would be a good one. I know he's scheduled to come back to GCW like January 23rd or something like that, so you got to think he's going to be coming back to AEW soon. Um I want to throw this out because Chad from View from the Top Rope mentioned Jericho as a potential challenger with the story of, um, you know, the fact that the first AEW title match was Jericho versus Hangman and Jericho kind of getting that one last shot. But we'll get into a little more of Jericho in a bit. Um, it's not necessarily something I would want to see at nah. this point, but uh, we'll see. Um yeah, I don't know. And will he defend the title again prior to Revolution? Because we've got two months. Yeah. So it is, like you said, it's the, the stamp has been made. Um, you know, he got these monkeys off his back. He gave Danielson his first loss. So just huge, huge moments for Hangman. And now it's kind of a clean slate. Yeah. So we'll see. And then where does Danielson go from here as well? So, you know, I, I think he's going to stick in this heel role. Um so, yeah, just going to be intriguing. I mean, there's all kinds of people they can throw at him now. Like Absolutely. Like O'Reilly. Um, Auto parts. Uh, 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 <laughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, you know, th those two guys. The so. roster is thickening up, no yep. doubt. And, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, there's no need to really speculate too much. We'll just kind of wait and see what happens. we got a lot of time. And then I loved their advertising next, coming up MJF in action. And Tony Schiavone's like, coming up next, he's the worst. He's a horrible human being, and we hope he loses. Um, and it made me think that back when they were promoting TBS... This was weeks ago, and MJF was coming out, and Tony's like, yeah, I got another TBS for you. This guy, the big shithead. <laughs> Which I always thought was funny. Um, a quick acclaimed video calling out Darby, saying they're going to do a viral video next week. Great. Yippee. Um, but then we get MJF, who, oh, MJF, who is defeated by the captain, Sean Dean, by disqualification in 47 seconds, um, after CM Punk runs out, MJF ducks him again, obviously, and CM Punk's just kind of like, okay, what do I do? And he hits Dean with the GTS, and he gets the disqualification win, so kind of a genius move by CM yeah, Punk. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a couple of thoughts about that. Please. Uh, my first one is, he, he starts off 0-1, they made a very big thing, he yes. starts off 2022 0-1. Love it. Like, this is like the dark mirror of Hangman's Rise. Yeah. You know, like him starting off in a low point. Yeah. You know, with a loss, and like, as many people believe, and like, they were even saying it on the show, like, oh, yeah, like, he's gunning for the AEW MJF, title. yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, this is the beginning of that. This yep. is the, you know, they're going to, like, I don't know if this is the low point or if there's stuff beneath this, but, you know, this is the, the direction that they're going with it. Yep. And then the second thing I thought was, you know, and I'll just go ahead and quote what happened in the ring. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, CM Punk, uh, hey, I think you, you can eat crow. And, uh, you know, uh, I was backstage reading a book. It was called Waiting for Godot. And... And AMG, yeah, and that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also was the first, I'm pretty sure, the first disqualification finish in AEW history, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, they've obviously been very careful about that, uh, which I love, but it, this just made perfect sense yeah. in the story. Um, and, you know, to get the title shot, you got to get, you know, in kayfabe, you got to get your wins, and then you move up the rankings, yeah. so... You know, CM Punk kind of putting a stop to that for now. Well, and then. And MJF's road to that is going through Punk. Absolutely. Like that is going to be like for the overputting springboard. I imagine that's going to happen at Revolution, but they have already been building this for well over a month. We still have two months till we get there. Well, I'm thinking maybe he loses so they can, you know, like, I could see them being like, yeah, MJF 0 and 1, 0 and 2. Like, yeah. like him dig, dig a hole that he, like, comes out of yes. to challenge Hangman ultimately. And we've talked a yeah. lot about that in the yeah. past, of that, you know, those two are going to be on a collision course at some point. Um, you know, they could, so they announced that, I think it's the January 26th Dynamite is going to be Beach Break yeah, in that. Cleveland, Ohio. So that Lake Erie Beach Break. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, very strange. Um, but do you do, maybe you do this match there first and then a rematch at Revolution? Because it's such a big match, and they've been giving so much time to it. Like, it has to be on pay-per-view. Yeah. But do they really drag it out another two months? I can't imagine. So, especially with how in the six-man a few weeks ago with MJF constantly ducking Punk. So, it's like, are they really going to do this for another two more months? I guess we'll see. I loved the MJF line um, about, you know, he mentions Roddy Piper. And he's like, he was actually talented enough to main event a WrestleMania because Punk never did, even though he definitely was good enough and should have. He kind of, 
you know, it just didn't happen. And I know that's a thing that very much irked him about his time in WWE is that it never happened. So, again, MJF uh, going for the guts as he tends to. Um, and then CM Punk right back at him. I loved because, uh, you know, MJF talks. He said, maybe I'll main event a mania, too, as he's kind of been teasing leaving for WWE. Um, and then he's like, CM Punk's like, if you think the grass is greener on the other side, be my guest. Leave. Main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza and get released faster than you last in the sack. Mm. Ooh, shots fired. Um, and then, you know, that definitely fires up MJF. He's like, you want the match? You want the goddamn match? Listen here, you son of a bitch. Next week, it's going to be... And I predicted this one. Staves, Staves could attest. Yeah, I knew something like this. CM Punk versus Wardlow, which I can't fucking wait I, for. I can't wait. <laughs> I Like, I assume CM Punk's going to win that, probably. Mm -hmm. but, and I hated that Wardlow's going to take another loss because Wardlow's awesome. Oh. But I'm excited for the match. Yeah, it should be yeah. great. They've been... I mean, Wardlow, I feel like, has been on TV now, like, the last five or six weeks, every week, having a squash match... Which, you know, they've been planting the seeds with him turning on MJF, which, you know, it seems like it's coming very soon, but I think a swerve could maybe be in order where he does end up helping MJF beat CM Punk and yeah. they delay that. Or it could come very soon where he fucks MJF out of it, but something's going to happen with the War Dogs soon enough. And yeah, I think that match is going to be awesome. Oh, it's yeah. the first legit match Wardlow's had in a long time. Yeah, and so. I mean, who, Punk's fought... Darby, Kingston, and I know like like since we've been out, like Bobby, been, Fish, Bobby Fish, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. So like, then that, yeah, that Garcia. So this is like one of his definitely one of his bigger matches, no doubt. Especially for company. a non pay per view, because yeah. Darby and Kingston were both pay per views. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say his biggest non pay per view opponent. Wow, he fought Matt Seidel at one. So you know, all these guys kind of on the fringe. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm very very excited because everyone knows we're big fans of the Ward Dog here and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this feud, just really since it got going, again, a month and a half ago, has been pretty riveting stuff through and through. Um, so, yeah, strap us in, baby. And then we get, I guess now's the time to get into Jericho. Um, he comes out and, you know, talking about the last time he was on TBS was April 7th, 1999, losing to Booker T on WCW Thunder. I did like he kind of made a dig, like he probably cheated. That was pretty funny. Um, he'd been out after getting hit in the chair by 2.0, my boys. Um, I believe he called them both jack-offs and jerk-offs, like in the same sentence. Yeah, which is perceived, like, like that, that's a good foregrounding for how lame the segment gets, I think. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. And he said he didn't come back to save Kingston because he and Kingston had been kind of saving each other through because they're both kind of feuding with 2.0 and Garcia, but he came back to get revenge on those 2.0 dipshits. I love 2.0. I think those guys are hilarious, and every chance they've gotten on TV has been great. So I was, like, very excited. Like, all right, these guys are going to have a microphone. They're going to be going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jericho. Listen to them on his podcast. I know, like, they're big fans of his. Like, this is going to be a great segment. And it wasn't. Nope. Um, I did love, you know, Matt Lee's psycho, and he's like, you, you got a taste of the steel chair, huh? <laughs> like, doing their shtick. Loved it, you know. Then Jericho calls him Terrence and Philip, which was kind of funny yeah. considering they're Canadian and it made sense. But then 
Actually, he, Terrence and Philip are like they're not like bum, like they're like yeah. hilarious. They're not like bumbling. Exactly. Yeah, that's stupid. not yeah. too much of an insult. No, not I don't at all. Think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we do the Matt Lee's got a square head, and oh, you've got a pinhead, Jeff. And then it just went on oh, yeah, way it, too it went long. Straight back to the fourth grade. Square you know? head, yeah. pinhead, square, and like. He's trying to get the fans behind him, but if I was there, I wouldn't be chanting that shit. Yeah, yeah. I would be going, 2.0! Because they're fucking tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really, really disappointed in this segment. Yeah, you know, um, and another thing I guess we ought to mention is Jericho came out there with like this like nut brown dyed hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just very distinct and it just looked... It looked bad, and yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and he eventually gets the bat Floyd, and then Daniel Garcia comes out and attacks him. And then Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz come and make the save. But goddamn, I was excited about this, and it just couldn't have fallen any more flat. And frankly, Jericho's childish antics are the reason why. And I just think... Since his feud with MJF and the labors and all that, which I thought was pretty damn good overall, yeah. you know. Ending in like, what, what was it? Yeah, not, uh, what was leading not, into All Out. All Out, yeah, yeah, gotcha. And then they, had, but then they went to the Dan Lambert yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, ever since then, I have not been very entertained by Jericho, other than him on commentary. Oh. Um, which is usually still pretty damn good. It's been C-story stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, like at best. He's just better than that. Yeah. Like, again, Chris Jericho, yeah, he's 50s in the twilight of his career. You're with two of the funniest guys on the fucking roster, and you should be, and again, just... I'm just disgusted. No, not really. For for, for a moment, the television program we were watching changed from AEW Dynamite to AEW Flatulence. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no better way of putting it there, so let's move on. Now we're back to AEW Dynamite. And we're back to Dynamite. With We have Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, which I've seen rumors that AEW has trademarked the name Paragon. As a potential name for this faction, which they <laughs> why don't you tell us well, your yeah, thoughts? Like I just love like I love using like these high academic word. What was it? Paragon, paradigm shift, mm. like words that I would like use like when writing like a paper in college when I like you know like I used my Microsoft Word thesaurus. Yeah. So again, like who that. knows if that's what it's going to be? It's still cool though, you know. Yeah, it's no, it's no undisputed era. Yeah. Like that's a pretty cool name. And again, and we can grow into but, it a but, little but it bit. It also is very similar because like when you say this is the paragon of something, it's like the peak. Yeah. Very similar to the pinnacle. Yes. It also starts with yeah. P. Yes, you're yeah, right. So you're right. A lot yeah. of PPs. Yeah. Um, and I guess we didn't really get into all the Jericho stuff, but. Fuck it. That's, we'll save it for another day. Yeah. We already shat on him enough. He's still my favorite of all time. But back to Paragon. Um, you know, they're basically talking about being a super group with the Young Bucks. Yeah. And, you know, there's all there's going to be this Adam Cole in the middle yeah. with Red Dragon and then with the Bucks. And are they all going to come together? Are they going to splinter? Yeah. I think that's going to be a story that's going to be running for months. And yeah. I'm intrigued. Mm. I personally think they will split, and it'll be the original elite, Kenny and the Young Bucks, going against Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish, which I think would be great. Um, But interesting as well, from when we were covering NXT, you know, Cole and O'Reilly had that feud. Yeah. Huge feud, which I think they did, they've mentioned 
very briefly, maybe it was even on Being the Elite, maybe not on television, but that it has at least somewhat been acknowledged, and he does mention in here, because last week on Dynamite, O'Reilly accidentally kicked Cole in the face, and he's like, I know you didn't mean to do that, Kyle. So, you know, they could go that route again and have those two break up, but I don't think that's going to happen since oh, WWE oh, yeah, just gonna, did that. They're going to elicit comparisons to NXT and WWE, not what you would want to do. That Which we have all these WWE and NXT fans say, like, AEW is just doing the same thing WWE did. What You get all these guys, what, are you not going to put them together yeah. with all the history they have? Yeah. I mean, what, are they not going to sign them? Are you not going to sign Who's Kyle put, O'Reilly? Who put Kyle O'Reilly, QT Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, they would want. Like, like just combine him with just the, jo- like, oh, what's the jobber? It's, um, the jobber um, stable with um, oh, Peter the factory. Oh, yeah. oh, no, the, the wingman. The wingman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get Kyle O'Reilly to lead the wingman. How about it? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, just, I'm so intrigued. I mean, who would have ever fucking thought that all these guys would be over here? And yeah, if you're Tony Khan, how do you not sign him? And uh, anyway, yeah. but uh, he sends a warning to Jake Atlas, um, and they have their Rampage match, which uh, I quite enjoyed, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> And then we have our annual weekly Wardlow squash match as he defeats Antonio Zambrano in a minute and 23 seconds after five consecutive power bombs. I love it. Yeah, I like the power bombs too. Antonio Zambrano sounds like he works at a circus. <laughs> or he's a washed up yeah, Chicago yeah. Cubs yeah. starting pitcher. No, I love I love like those big power bombathons from like you know Ward, Wardlow does them just as good as anybody. Him and Brian Cage, Wardlow, kings of the art, kings War- of the craft. Yes, Wardlow's the man. Uh, I miss Brian Cage. We yeah, were talking too. about that. May as well bring up this thing about this tweet about uh, geeking out at the text message he got of. Someone saying there was a picture of them with Ricky Starks, yeah, and it yeah. said, "Got to meet the Rock today." <laughs> and the guy's wearing a Rock shirt and an AEW hat, <laughs> so you'd think he'd know who the Rock actually was. You'd mentioned he it could have been a joke, but I don't think it was. <laughs> I hope it wasn't. But it was That's hilarious, incredible. and I miss Brian Cage. You know, there's been all sorts of talks of him. And his wife complaining that he's not used right. You know, this is all in the past. But the guy's not been on TV much at all. Kind of writing is on the wall that he may not be coming back whenever his contract expires. But I like the guy and uh, I just wish we got to see him more. But this is a, you know, an instance where we've talked about this roster's just gotten so big that not everyone can be featured. So it just is what it is. But uh, we'd love to see the machine back on our television screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I'll scream. Oh! And then we get the finals of the AEW TBS Championship Tournament in which Jade Cargill defeats Ruby Soho in 11 minutes, 13 seconds in what was not a great match. But, you know, I like Jade. Um, I, I predicted her winning this thing from the outset. They had to. Like, it was almost like they, you know, like, set themselves up for this to have to be the result. Otherwise, she'd be sunk for, like, all the buildup they put in here since the Shaq match. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and shit on Jade because there is things she does well. And she's got a look and an appearance and a presence that 
no women have yeah, yeah, in I wrestling mean, right now. Oh, I yeah. mean, other than like Charlotte Flair. Flair. She's almost at her most effective when she's just strutting around the ring like that. Like, you know. And she looked like Storm she in did. this and, one. And, and so Thunder Rosa recently. With, looked like Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yes. I should have sent that uh, like to the Leewalds. Like, yeah. I guess I could still dig yeah, in there and still do it. Could. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jade, she again, she looks the part. She looks amazing. I think she does great power moves. Like her pump kick that she does looks devastating. Yeah. When she hits someone like a Ruby Soho or like a Red Velvet that's smaller, like that move is as good as any woman I've ever seen do it. And she does like that shoulder breaker that looks pretty good. But everything else, man, is just a little rough. Yeah. And obviously, you know. She's been on TV quite a bit. She's having matches, but she's still very green and very new. So it makes sense that she's not the smoothest and best wrestler. But I thought some of those holes and weaknesses really showed in this and, match. And I think the, the incongruence is what's frustrating between like how she's booked and her persona versus her like in-ring execution. And you know, this is something I said to you after we watched the Hook matches recently. Like they they've kind of given her and Hook a very similar treatment, just this build up, build up. When are they going to fight? When are they going to mm -hmm. fight? Hook is like followed through. Oh my you god! Know, like, yeah. Like, like Hook has been spectacular in the ring and is you know really built. everything. Yeah, yeah. And Jade has kind of like had the same build up, but it's just not delivered on in this on the same scale. Yeah, and again, you yeah. know, she'd never wrestled before now, and it's. Hopefully she does get it. it. It just takes time, and they're giving her the spotlight. She's now the first champ here, so let's see how she carries the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Did we mention that dude BB? No, and I was also, before we get to that, I was going to say, remember Thunder Ro or Mercedes Martinez, who was just signed, came out, and Thunder Rosa attacked her during this in the, match. In those bell bottoms. Yes. In those bell bottoms. So that's probably going to be a future match, which I'm all for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'll be interesting. So that was built from this match. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling got chucked from this one, which was pretty good. Yeah. He threw a fit. Uh, you know, Ruby, of course, did her best in this match. She's great. You know, she obviously was doing everything she could to make Jade look good. Uh, Jade kicked out of her no future kick. And then they get up to the top rope, and, like, Jade just seemed so uncertain when she was up there. It almost looked uncomfortable because she's, like, on the second rope, and then she steps up to the top rope, and then she's like, oh, no. And then steps back down. You can see Ruby's face like, just fucking do it. And she hits the jaded slam. It did not look very good. But she got the one, two, three. And then, yes, cut into the crowd of Jade's daughter. Held by that dude, BP, former Red second baseman, Brandon Phillips. You know, a guy who played here forever. Who was beloved in this town. And he got to show, you know. Second baseman, yeah. Yeah, they showed multiple camera shots of him. And, and their uh, daughter. Yep. And, uh, yeah, just good stuff. And, again, Happy for Jade, for sure. Like, you know, she's put the work in. She's put the time in. Um, she just needs to get a little bit better, and I hope she does. So uh, we'll see uh, what the future holds for her championship ring. Yeah, yeah. And then we got a quick, uh, quick but impactful Serena Deeb interview where she basically bullied Jim Ross into saying that no other woman is on her level. Yeah. It's like, is anyone on my level? No, no. Well, what about Britt Baker, Jim? Yeah. Uh, but no, I really liked this. You know, it was quick. It was to the point. She was mean. She was angry. Uh, it's two to one Sheeta. So I think at the time, I kind of thought that that feud would be over. But frankly, I'm fine with oh, it. Oh, yeah, these it's are cooking. Two, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, two of the best women on the roster. You know how I feel about Sheeta and how much time she was off TV. So I love it. Uh, I'm all here for it. I wish there was like a stipulation. Maybe they're going to save that. 
for the fifth match, or that they would have announced, like, hey, this is a best-of-seven series. You know, that's been something that's been done in wrestling over the years. Um, But, again, I'm excited. Serena said she's going to take out 17 years of frustration on Sheeta's ass, and she won't be able to walk out on her own. Oh, man. And then Malachi Black defeats Brian Pillman Jr. with Pirate Julia Hart in six minutes, two seconds. Obviously, uh, this match was all about the ending and Pillman's botch on the ropes, and we don't really know if that was intentional or not. Um, it, if it wasn't intentional, holy shit, that was a really bad botch because he wasn't even close. He jumps, falls off, and then Malachi kind of catches him with his foot on the ground, lifts him up, and kicks his fucking head off. Um, you know, six-minute match. It is what it is. We knew what was going to happen. Pillman got a little bit of offense in. Uh, but, you know, it could. It definitely would make sense that the botch was planned because, like, the whole thing was he was kind of scared of Malachi. And Malachi already took out Griff and spit mist in Julia's face. Yeah. So it makes sense, and we'll probably never know if it was real or not. But, uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, the match was a bit of a hibachi grill, as I called it. Um, yeah, you know, Pillman got it. Like, you know, it, it was pretty similar. What was his other match? Was it against Moxley? or No, it wasn't at all against Moxley. Like his... Oh, MJF. MJF. At the yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, the New York venue. The yeah. tennis one, the whatever. Tennis one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, I don't know, he looked... Decent, like he. Whenever he gets in a little bit of offense, he looks yeah. pretty good. But yeah, you know, like I'm, like I think all this stuff. And as much as we like Pillman, it's still a little beneath Malachi Black. I think. I would agree. Yeah, so I think it's time to, you know. One well, after this, he gets in the ring, and Julia Hart gets scared again, and then the Lucha Brothers come out yeah. to kind of make the save, because remember Malachi had taken Pac out, so there's some continuity there. I just can't wait for a Malachi Black pack. Like, we need, you know, his only quote-unquote real opponent, and this isn't to shit on anyone else he's faced, but was Cody. Yeah. And, you know, wasn't the most exciting series of matches by any... I love the first one where Malachi squashed him in about five minutes. I mean, that's TNT champion, Cody. That's true. I guess there's that. Well, there's going to be an interim TNT champ here coming up, but... uh, yeah, I just, and Malachi, like, Azar's talked about this a lot. I've meant, like, he's one of the best workers in the company. Yeah. But we just haven't really gotten a chance to see it. So, some, like, him against Pac is going to be a fucking sizzler when it happens. So, I can't wait. And then, interestingly enough, um, well, we had, then we had the Ruby backstage interview, and then Britt shows up and beats her ass, and then Riho comes, and obviously that's just building their Rampage match, but... Not a great night for Ruby Soho here as she takes the L in the ring and then gets her ass beat backstage. Like Ruby Soho, oh no. Oh no! And then we get to our main event, but I thought it was interesting because remember the Lucha Brothers were just in the ring saving Pillman, whatever, and then they get a full entrance. So did they go back to the back only to come back out? That was a minor nitpick. Uh, But in our main event, which was an interesting one, we had Jurassic Express defeating the Lucha Brothers to become the new AEW World Tag Team Champions in 14 minutes, 3 seconds. Obviously, the story here was the injury to Phoenix at the end, which was a devastating choke slam by Luchasaurus through a table. 
Uh, they showed the replay too many times. You know, it just did not look good one bit. Yeah, it was very, like, you know, like, very op Kevin Ware obvious. Just disgusting, you know? yeah. yeah. Like, and, and, you know, immediately when it happened, you could see yeah. Phoenix pointing and to and his arm. the camera arm. went away. Yeah. I don't know why they showed the replay so many times. It's like, once you see it once, that's all you need. Yeah. Like, it's, this is gross. Yeah. Um, but, you know, good news, seemingly, that... Um, you know, it, it was just a dislocated elbow, not a break, and that I think he's only, you know, I don't know what the timetable is, but it's not going to be months and months, right. you know, which is great because he's obviously one of the most exciting guys on the roster. But the question is here, you know, I think the finish of the match was definitely changed. There was definitely an audible called. Um, I think Penta had gone for the Made in Japan move, which he hit earlier, which is one of my favorite moves. Shingo also does it. Jungle Boy ends up rolling him up for the one, two, three. But Penta actually like kicked out right at three, and then he was getting in the ref's face afterwards. So, you know, obviously, like I said, that was a call to make to do that switch right there. But was the outcome changed? Yeah, you know, that's what I'm thinking of. You know, some people are kind of thinking, wow, maybe they did like the ref is like, all right, we're doing a switch. You know, maybe this was the plan all along. Um, the match just did feel a little off to me. Like, I still enjoyed it, but there were just some weird, almost over-choreographed sequences in the beginning. And we saw this match in um, Milwaukee on Rampage between these two teams, and it was fucking great. And this just didn't quite hit those levels for me, despite the injury. You know, throwing that out. Second half of the match, they definitely heated it up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, hopefully Phoenix is okay. And... All this aside, so happy for Jurassic Express. Like, these are guys yeah. who, they're AEW originals, and, you know, I didn't know who they were when they came in, and I just loved these guys from day one and thought they should have been treated a little more seriously when they first started as a tag team. So, again, so happy for them. I don't think we ever would have seen them dethroning the Lucha Bros because yeah. we'd talked, like, it's got to be a heel team. Yeah. So, very happy for them. Uh, but yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole jumble of everything here? Yeah, New champs. Like, I, I guess, like, I'm, I'm glad for them because, you know, like you said, I, I do like um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus a lot. Both big baby faces. Oh, yeah. Um, both fun to watch. Both, like, really great up and coming. Oh, yeah. Especially Jungle Boy. Um, and Luchasaurus. You know, I guess Luchasaurus is a little bit older. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see him in singles some. I don't know if he's done that. A little, a not little. a ton, but yeah. yeah. But um, He's yeah. awesome. But anyways, uh, it just kind of stinks that, like, we had um, the Lucha Bros beating the Young Bucks, you know, at uh, Double or Nothing. It was all out. All out, sorry. Yeah, yeah. At, at, at All Out. And that was like a high water mark. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of the best, our favorite matches of the year. Yep. It ended at two for yeah. me. Yeah. And, and then, you know, Milwaukee, where we had the, the um, Jungle... Um, the, 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 um, the Lucha Express. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that well, that was before that. Oh, that was before that. that uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, I got them mixed around. Lucha Bros won that match to become yeah. number one gotcha. contender. Yeah, so sorry. after, remember, they had the feud with FTR. Uh, so it was all Lucha Bros, FTR. They did it at yeah. full gear. They had another match. Yeah. So yeah, I'm saying, like, you know, for the, you know, standard that those two matches set, this was just kind of a, a whimper compared to that. And it's disappointing that this was sort of, you know, what changed the what changed yeah. the title over? Yeah, um, you know, I was kind of a little bit let down by that. Um, you know, it was a decent match, kind of, you know, in ring, but again, you know, not spectacular for a, a title changing thing, and definitely overshadowed 
by what happened at the beginning of the show. And and also the injury as yeah, well at the end and not really knowing what was supposed to happen and that's beside the point. But yeah, I just feel like the moment the moment for uh, Jurassic Express winning the tag title should have been bigger. Yeah. And I think because of all these factors, it was not. And, you know, they're going to be just fine. And I can't wait to see how they carry it and what they do and who's going to challenge them. But I actually thought that because Christian had been so pumping them up, like, you guys are going to be the next tag champs. You have to be. I thought they were maybe going to lose and that he would turn on them. Because, mm. like, he's been a little more aggressive in his promos and this and that. So that's at least where my head was at. And, you know, like I said, we may never know what the original finish was going to be. But it, if TK called the audible to change the titles right then and there, ballsy yeah. and uh, interesting. And, yeah, let's just kind of see what happens. And I would love to see a team like Santana and Ortiz get a push. But, again, now we've got another babyface team with the titles. So does Red Dragon, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, that's who I originally thought were going to take the titles off Lucha Bros because they're new, they're a heel team, and they're obviously getting positioned near the top of the card. So, you know, they still could be the next champs. I would like to see, you know, I, I just wanted to see the Lucha Bros hold it for a little longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because of yes. how great that all-out yeah. match was and how long the Bucks held those titles. Um, so, you know, obviously a disappointing end for the Lucha Brothers reign. You know, excited that they ended up getting it because it took them a while to get to that point. But hopefully if we get a quick recovery from Phoenix. I'm down to see some Penta singles matches here yeah. for sure. Like, let's keep him in the fold here. You know, maybe we get him versus Christian or him versus, you know, Lucha, Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy, something like that. Like, keep that going. And maybe when Phoenix comes back, they get a rematch. And then they can really go at it. Because we know what we saw in Milwaukee. And that was only like a 12-minute match. But it was, in my opinion, a lot better than this one and a lot more cohesive and entertaining Maybe biased because we were in the building, but uh, anywho, let's just say very, very happy for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, sure, yeah. and uh, let's see where it goes. And one more thing. Yes. All right, so um, <laughs> um, also noticeable at the end of that match was the lack of Marco Stunt, a.k.a. Marco Flint. Yes. You would think that you know he would come out having been a part of Jurassic Express yes. for so long for their most triumphant moment yet yes. in AEW. So I did hear online that uh, he was dropped. No, no, not okay. necessarily. So I had read that I think his contract is coming up soon okay. and that basically word is they're not going to renew it. Right. Yeah. So he didn't get released, uh-huh. but it's, it's kind of like with Big Swole. Well, yeah. Let's just not even touch that. Right, yeah. And like, you know, he's like, he doesn't fit in with how babyface they are now. He's a little too twerpy. I yeah. think for a team like the that's fate that that and you know all you know, as much nothing against him like all yeah. he's just kind of their mascot he is and I think they're just kind of past that point and you know it is what it is you know not everyone's gonna hit a home run but yeah interesting he hasn't even been around yeah. in a while um, so yeah I guess maybe maybe we've seen the last of him on mm-hmm. AEW TV oh Marco Flint right yeah, he gone but uh, okay. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yes. Right. Wow. Br- full circle. Full circling back. Go. So, um, I think back during Book of Turner era, I called him Marco Flint. Yes. And I found out why I did that oh. in Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. So, um, in that movie, a big part of the plot is um, they pull in like villains from like the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man universe, and from the Andrew Garfield uh-huh. one. Yep. So, one of those being the Sandman from Spider-Man 3. Okay. 
his real name, Flint Marco. <laughs> That's where it's from. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it in the movie, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, holy shit! Holy shit! That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That goes back a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, very answer. fun stuff there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well. uh... Yeah, this was a show I loved the first hour, and then when the Jericho bullshit started, it just kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit, and was just kind of a weird second half for the show, and obviously the injury at the end just wasn't great, but uh, hey, uh, we'll roll uh, into Rampage, and then we got, uh, as you're calling it, the belt battle. The belt battle. On Saturday night, actually this evening as we're recording now, so we'll plop that in uh, tomorrow. Cool. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Well, hey, our partners at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code BBB for 20% off and free shipping. And I'll tell you what, Beaumont, they sent us the perfect package 4.0, and it has been a sheer delight. It's been baller, hasn't it? It has been baller. Wants to be a baller. Comes with a charger, really smooth blades on the pubic region. <laughs> And yes, the fine folks at Manscaped sent us the Perfect Package 4.0, which you talked all about, the Lawnmower 4.0 earlier, which I have not yet had the pleasure to use, but I will soon. But there are two products that I have used, and that is the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner. Wow. Now, I'm someone, you know, get a little chafing down there from time yeah. to time, uh... You know, I've got, got some long balls, you know, it just is what it is. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's just not the most comfortable. And uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, though, when I slapped on some of this ball deodorant, mm, it not only did it prevent chafing, but it smells good, it, too. It does. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, your taint smells bad. <laughs> Typically, like, like you know, it is, it is, it is one of the more foul-smelling regions on your body. That ball sweat. Nobody that, likes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not your butt. So, like that, like whenever I used it, like it, you know, like it smelled good all Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah, it was stave it was off ball chafe. It, yeah. This anti-chafing ball deodorant made specifically for a man's nether region. This cream helps cut down chafing by properly moisturizing your most treasured. And I could not agree more. Just slap it on after you take a shower, and it's going to last all day and just provide a nice scent and aroma for you. Enduring. And not to mention the Crop Reviver, the ball toner, to keep the boys cool. This ball spray is just what the doctor ordered for your buds below. Stupendous. It's soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts keep your high friction areas cool calm and protected after a good shave Ooh. and not to mention the perfect package 4.0 came with the shed the travel bag which yeah. you have right here that you brought yeah. over here yeah no, it's a I'm, nice nice little tote it is. bag i gotta get a nice little snakeskin pattern i'm a big travel bag person yeah, and as somebody are. who's gone through a whole bunch i like as soon as i got this one i immediately ditched my old one and i'm i'm yeah. about to do the same because yeah. the one i've been using i feel like i've been using for a decade yeah. so yeah really big really really spacious and it also came with uh some uh uh, anti-chafing uh, ball underwear, yeah. um, or boxer briefs, boxer briefs boxer which briefs, I'm yes. usually not, ball underwear, I'm usually not a boxer briefs guy, but I'll tell you what, those are very, very comfortable. 
So get 20% off and free shipping today at manscaped.com using the code BBB. Again, that's BBB for Brain Buster Boys. And that's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. BBB. It's a new year. No pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. Keep them clean. Get on out of here, pubes. Keep them clean, baby. This is Rampage, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to go through Rampage from Friday night pretty quick because you did not uh, get a chance to watch the show other than the hook match, which oh. uh, we'll get your take on because I know it was your first hook match since you, you know, since we took a little bit of a break. I know your AEW viewing has been a bit sporadic, yeah. so, uh, but just want to hit on some high points here. Uh, we had the television debut of Jake Atlas in AEW who looked very good against Adam Cole in his match, although he did suffer a bit of a knee injury at the end, um, although I thought they called a pretty good audible on it because you could tell he was a little fucked up and Cole put him in like a knee bar submission and he tapped out, so I thought they made the best of that, um, and it sounds like he's okay. He tweeted that he was really proud of the match and that his knee's okay and he's not going to be gone long, so that's good, so a nice debut from him. Uh, he's a lot bigger than I remembered from NXT. Former gymnast, he's got that, you know, got that athleticism, but he's a big boy. I don't, I can't remember if he was there. I know he was there, but we may have seen a match or two of his in NXT. I don't, really? Yeah. yeah. If so, I mean, he wasn't really, like, heavily featured, Part but he was there. the black and there. gold Triple H era. Yeah, but he was there, and... Uh, yeah, excited to see more of him, and he did a really cool move where it's like he got him up for a vertical suplex and then, like, released it into a powerbomb, and he can run and jump, and, uh, yeah, but like I said, Cole got the W as we expected, and, uh, but yeah, just good stuff, and then there was a, uh, right after the match, um, they were about to beat his ass again, but it's like, hey, this guy's hurt, and the best friend showed up. Oh, cool. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, I don't know where Trent was, but Orange had a chain, which is interesting because remember back to the Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly match from NXT Stand and oh, Deliver, yeah, it was yeah. built all around that chain. chain gang, yeah. Um, so I thought that was an interesting touch there. Um, but yeah, good stuff. There was a quick Andrade promo that I'd mentioned to you talking about the little kid Darby Allen and why does he work for Sting. So more Andrade asking why people work for people, which is just awesome. Yeah, you, you know what we ought to call him now? What's that? The human resource. Ooh, I like it. That, that is pretty damn good. But yeah, he kept calling Sting Mr. Sting. And uh, yeah, kept calling Dar. He's like, name your price for the little kid. So good stuff there. And I mean, hell, Andrade versus Darby would be fucking tight. So yeah, uh, I'm cool. here for it. And then we get everyone's favorite, the beloved Hook. Versus Aaron Solo. So I'd like to bring, uh, not a segment, but something back that we used to do when Hook was starting to be featured on television a little more. And that is Hook Look. Hook Look. So now that you've actually seen him in a match, what did you think uh, about the look and the gear and just everything? Well, I think I thought he looked like he was kind of in a fighting game. Mm -hmm. You know, Japanese, he kind of has sort of that sort of anime kind of tossed hair, yeah. I think. And he wore like just those short trunks that just sort of looks like a very basic character in a fighting game. Like a character that didn't appear in like, you know, edition two or three, you know, he yeah. was in like one. Yeah. You know, like very basic design. 
but effective. Um, he's got the weird Roman numerals tattooed on there that I can't make heads or tails. His of. weird chest hair. His weird chest hair that's very <laughs> spotty. Yeah. But uh, but I guess in terms of the ring stuff, no. I mean, he's very competent. You know. Oh I think, man. I think is a, is a good way to put it. Yeah. So, um, you know, for a smaller, and I guess he was wrestling against uh, a guy Aaron in solo, a little solo. bigger than him, but not by much. Yeah, not by height, by weight. Yeah. For sure, you know, hooks pretty like lean, but. But no, you know, like you said, a lot of suplexes like Taz, you know, which, you know, completely different body type than Taz, but, but fun. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously the crowd gets behind him and obviously they've set him up to win these early matches. Yep. But yeah, I thought he, he you know, looked, looked pretty impressive. And, you know, we compared him to Jade kind of last night when we were talking about her and the TBS championship and he's just kind of all they want her to be. Absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah. And obviously he's not the physical presence that she is, but he has all the little things oh, nailed. Yeah. But, but yeah, he, he kind of, you know, plays that very aloof, too cool yep. kind of thing, which... Uh, he nails it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Which Jade's a little bit more uh, like like boisterous. A little in your face. In I'm your that face. bitch. I'm that, yeah. I mean, so, Hook yeah. doesn't really need to say much. No, and he no. hasn't. No, yeah. He's more effective just with, you know, little. Yes, and I mean, even in the ring, like, he doesn't show a lot of emotion, you know, kind of the only thing he does is, like, put his arms up and his hands out a little bit. Um, I love that he still has yet to have the ref raise his hand, Um, and just interesting stuff here with QT Marshall, who was one of his trainers. I know that, um, you know, obviously they mentioned Cody on the beginning, but I think QT was definitely one of the bigger trainers for him. Um, and he suplexed him after the match because QT got in his face. So perhaps that could be a future match and would be, you know, no disrespect to Aaron Solo or Fuego or Bear Bronson, but first semi-legitimate opponent. I mean, you know, I'd like to see Hook go over five minutes. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get to see that soon. But uh, yeah, just fun stuff. Good shit. And uh, Hook is a rising star. Um, we had Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter taking the L to Riho and Ruby Soho, which, you know, more seeds sown of the dissension between Britt and Jamie, which we'll get into shortly with Battle of the Belts. Um, I know Jamie accidentally kind of punched Britt here in this match, which led to the defeat, and then Britt kind of shoved her after. So, you know, fun little quick tag match to kind of set up the match that we'll talk about here shortly. Um, a you know, somewhat enjoyable backstage promo with Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page making good points of why isn't Scorpio Sky getting a TNT shot? He's been in the top five, and you have Sammy, who just lost it, getting his against the old 52-year Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. So they make good points. Um, you know, I'd like to see Scorpio Sky a little more. He said something about how he hasn't been pinned in 220 days. Hasn't lost a singles match in over 300. Well, yeah, because he's never on TV. Right, right. But I'd like to see him more on TV. So uh, interesting stuff there because they keep kind of ripping on Cody and everyone around the TNT title. So uh, we'll see what happens. The main event, um, which was fun, it was 2.0 and Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. And we had the classic Mark Henry spot beforehand, yeah. but they started battling in the backstage. Oh, so really? Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz walked off as 2.0 was kind of yelling. And then you see them attack him, and Henry's, <laughs> Henry's like, well, it looks like the fight has already started. <laughs> and then they went to a commercial. Um yeah, nothing really super noteworthy here. It was a good brawl with some, you know, trash cans and tables and whatnot, and the good guys got the win. And after the match, Garcia and 2.0 were beaten up on Kingston more. Jericho came out, so they've kind of been sowing that Jericho-Kingston around 2.0 rivalry. Yeah. So, 
um, yeah, it was a, a fun little hour of Rampage. Um, honestly, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than Battle of the Belts, which we'll get into right now. Um, so, Battle of the Belts, or as you're calling it, the belt battle. The belt battle or the belt bowl. The belt the belt bowl. <laughs> battle of the band bowl belt. Battle of the bells. Yeah. It began with an TNT interim championship match in which Sammy Guevara defeats Dustin Rhodes in 16 minutes, 15 seconds. We were, you know, a lot of people on our Twitter, and you know, obviously we have a big AEW following. People sure. were loving this match. And as we were watching, we're like, this is yeah. pretty clunky. You know, Dustin was doing the whole thing where he was acting winded. Yeah. Like, like from the beginning. Way too early. Yeah. Like it really kind of like hurt the match. And I tweeted something about it and someone's like, that's been his gimmick since last year. And I'm like, I can never think of a time where he like did that to like affect a match. So two minutes in, and, it's like, and, how are you so tired? And why would that be his gimmick? Like yeah. that's, that, that, that's <laughs> very stupid. like tension deflating. And you know, yeah, it also yeah. made me think like, I've not missed an episode of Dynamite or Rampage. I watch all the TV stuff. I can't ever think of a time where he did that. Yeah. Not once, you know? So again, maybe it's something that's going on on Dark and Elevation, but yeah, it's not even a good gimmick. Yeah. We get it that he's old. Um, but like the match he had against Danielson, I don't remember that at all. He looked like he could hang. Yeah. And in this match, he just did not. And you know, yeah. they it got better. Yeah, it did. But it was it was very like clunky. Like like I, I think the word you used last night was there was no flow. No. Like from like you yes. know like a skirmish in the ring to what they were doing outside of the ring, it just seemed like it was just so choppy. Yes. And yeah, Sammy like, had that like sick double jump flip outside. Yeah. But yeah, it's like they'd go two step or two steps forward, three steps back. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Dustin did the cool destroyer through the table. So there were some sweet moves. Well, and, and like, you know, for like this being sort of a, a, a bullshit match, you know, for like, you know, some, yes. you know, for, you know, inserting Dustin in because Cody went out. So obviously your stakes are like lower with the interim tag no doubt. on there. It was like, it didn't do it any favors. No, it um, did not. And like. It was really weird because it was a very choppy start to a show that like flew by. Yeah, it did yeah. breeze for like, sure. Like, when I think about that match, I get this sort of like whiplash. Yeah, you know, and it was 16 know, minutes. So, I mean, you know, more than a quarter of the show when yeah. you take in entrances and whatnot. Um, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Um, good stuff after, you know, Sammy gets the dub. Well, Dustin kicked out of the GTH, yeah, yeah. you know, he took a few crossroads. I don't even remember the movie did to finish it off and yeah. hit him another GTH. Yeah. I don't even recall, but yeah. good stuff after the match with Daniel Garcia right. coming out. I saw someone on Twitter said something about him. He looked like he was wearing mom jeans, and it yeah. was just a funny joke. I don't remember. Well, it, those but, jeans are in now. Like, yeah. like, like I've noticed, like when I went shopping in H and M. This um this uh, Christmas skinny jeans which I'm wearing these I order these over Christmas they're they're kind of out yeah like I see people wearing like these big baggy ones like Thunder Rosa was wearing yeah and they were yeah. like very light blue yeah like acid um, washed yeah for sure but always love Daniel Garcia you know that he versus Sammy should be an awesome match yeah. I think it's happening Wednesday but I do want to talk real quick about this interim championship. Okay. What's the point of it? So yeah. Cody is out. I think I don't think he got COVID, but was a close contact. It's like, you're probably only going to miss a week. Oh, yeah. Especially now that the CDC has gone down to five-day quarantine. Do you really 10. need an interim yeah. champion oh, for yeah. someone who's going to miss a week? Well, why don't they just say number one contender? That's or exactly like, yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. Especially, like, in, like again, like the, interim takes, is, you know, takes the... 
piss like, out of it. UFC, <laughs> UFC often did interim stuff for like someone who was hurt and gonna miss six months or something. Where it's like you don't want to strip them of the belt. Yeah. You have an interim championship. That person can be defending it, and then when that the person comes back, you have the match. Mm-hmm. So again, if Cody was gonna be gone for three months. And, may, you know, maybe he will. Maybe he's going to use this to take some time off. Yeah. We don't know. Um, but just felt a little interesting yeah. for at least what we know about this. And we just learned about it Friday on Rampage. And, you know, and it's just from a storytelling perspective, it doesn't even make a ton of sense. Because yeah. it's like Sammy just lost. Yeah. Now he's quote unquote champ again. Mm-hmm. Cody may be back in a week or yeah. two. And then are you just going to have, I mean, I guess they were going to have the match anyway. Right. But yeah, it's just all very confusing. Yeah, it's very muddled. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of just a bit of a bungled, uh, you yeah. know, interlude at the Bojangles stuff. Bungles Coliseum. The, Bo- the Bojangles Bungalow. That's right. Um, so yeah, just a a weird it, weird start to this show that uh, you know it was just a bit underwhelming of a show. Let's just go out and say it. Like I said, I enjoyed the hour of Rampage. A good amount more than this one, um, but let's just keep going. So, yeah. Rick- oh no, yeah, I just thought it was it, it. It went by too quick. Like like without the promos and stuff, where it was just match, match, match. I think they're gonna have to like really sit down and think about these sort of Saturday spots that they have. Yeah, like I think like I think they're doing full, like quarterly. Yeah, I quarterly, think and, the- and I think they need to be more than an hour. I, I don't would know agree. If they're already slated to that, but I mean. Over the, I mean, like, oh, God forbid we miss another, you know, hour of the Meg. Yeah. You know, like, God forbid we, like, fucking, you know, push that back to 10, yeah. 10 o'clock. Yeah, it, it yeah. just didn't feel as important as I think maybe they wanted it to. Yeah, yeah, they you, definitely need another hour and they need promos. They yeah. Need, like, ring stuff. Well, and, like, like, I think the model, they were modeling this after WCW, NWA's old Clash of the Champions, which was always, like, a Saturday night on TBS. Or, but those were always, like, two hours. Yeah. And more meaningful shows. And also, Impact had their show on at this point, Hard to Kill. So, it's like, why are you trying to compete with them? Oh, yeah. And it seemed like on Twitter, like, that. Everyone's loving that yeah, show. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm intrigued to kind of check some of it out, especially because we may be going to Impact in a couple of months yeah. um, in Louisville. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff yes. there. But, um, yeah, so we'll kind of see when the second one of these events happens and if they, uh, you know, freshen it up a little bit. Yes, sir. But match number two, we had uh, our boy Ricky Stocks, Absolute, a.k.a. The Rock, <laughs> um, defeating just the professional wrestler Matt Seidel. <laughs> Um, I don't know why. I was just thinking, the guy's just damn solid. But yeah. like we were talking about last night, he's not going to set the world on fire. The, the, the eternal mid-carder. Yeah, but he's just fun to watch. He's entertaining. He's good working with a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah, good guy to go up against. Yeah, he's know. been kind of a... He and Bobby Fish have both been kind of, like for lack of a better term, gatekeepers for like yeah. new people coming in. Yeah. That like they'll put them up against these guys because they can work. Overputters. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. OPs. Um, you know, nothing to write home on this one. It was great to see Ricky back in the ring. Yeah. Um, I think it had been three months since at least he defended the FTW yeah. title. Obviously, he's been doing Rampage commentary. Presumably, his neck injury. Like, I think they're just really being careful with that, yeah. which I'm all for. But it's just always great to see him out there because we love him and he doesn't get to wrestle much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he got the W. felt like about a nine, ten-minute match. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just you know, solid, fair stuff here. I'd yeah, say. Yeah, pretty solid. You know, there. I think uh, there was some good stuff with Powerhouse Hobbs and who else mm. was it? 
Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't with Seidel. Oh, Dante Martin Dante came Martin. out. Yes, yes that's yeah, right. Yeah. After the match. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, which they are wrestling Wednesday on Rampage. Which that should be a really fun match. You know, like is, and you mentioned styles. it in his Bumblebee AEW shirt. Oh, Remember, yeah. It was like the bright yellow. I mean, yeah, I kind of liked yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that looks that AEW shirt looks like a free shirt you would get in college. Yeah. You know, with like your university on it and then like, you know, College of Human Health. You know. Like, or like throwing them out at a UofL yeah, game. Yeah, like, yeah. I actually have one of those like Cro- Go Krogering. Go cards shirts. Oh yeah, man. Um, so um, I guess funny little aside here. I guess so, you <laughs> yeah, know go my, for it. You know my Ob shirt, the shirt I caught at the Orange Bowl in two thousand seven yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Only shirt I've ever caught when we went to the Orange Bowl where Louisville beat Wake Forest freshman year. Um, Lee's like, favorite team. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, <laughs> oh shit! No, I was watching Dynamite. I was watching the beginning of Dynamite, and all of a sudden, like, I get a nosebleed. And when yeah, was this? Uh, was a, when a I was when um when did I t- I think Thursday. Oh, so it was this week. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Thursday, and so my nose starts bleeding a little bit, and I'm like, shit. And I go, you know, to the bathroom, and I blow my nose, and like this blood just shoots down on this white shirt. <laughs> oh no! And I'm like, oh, no. ruined. Well, nah, oh, no, oh. I saved it. So I quickly went um, back to my bedroom, got on my laptop, and uh, looked up how to get blood stains out. And interestingly enough, and this was all I needed to really do. Yeah. You take a bar of soap. And cold water, and just like it's a marker, just scrub it out. Interesting. And yeah, it's completely gone. Really? Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good tip for anyone out there who's got blood on their shirts. Just yeah. watched American Psycho, and he brings those bloody sheets into the dry yeah, cleaner. Yeah. He's like, just get the blood out. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess bleach would work too on a white shirt. Yeah. You know, but I, I thought that was just, you know, that was really easy. It took me five minutes. Battle so. of the bleach. Yeah. Battle of the blood. Blood, blood battle belt. <laughs> yeah. Shows how uh, riveted we were by this show last yeah. night that we're talking about getting blood out of shirts. Yeah. But uh, on to the main event, which yeah. I for me was my match of the night. I think yours as well. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In which Britt Baker defeated Riho. Um, you know, there was the classic, interf- plenty of interference here by Rebel, by Jamie. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about all, you know, we're sick and tired of it. And I get it. But it's not nearly as bad as what's going on in New Japan with House of Torture, which it's literally interference, ref bumps, every single match, the same fucking thing. This, at least there was some story with Jamie Hayter. They've been building this up for a long time, that there's been dissension. We just talked about it from Rampage. And, you know, there were moments in this match where Jamie, I thought, played it very well. Like, outside the ring, it's like, is she going to turn? Is she not? She threw the belt down yeah. before the match. Um, and Riho just played an amazing baby face in this one. She's just so good. Yeah. Um, she had those kicks outside. She kicked Rebel, kicked Jamie on the table. Um, some good deer falls here. Um, you know, was hoping that there maybe could have been a title change. Because, you know, yeah. Jamie could have screwed Britt out of the title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which would have been very... And her and Riho have already yeah. had a very good match. Yeah. And it's about time. You I know? would agree, like, yeah. It's getting very, very close. You brought up last night, like, yeah, it was double or nothing. So it's yeah, been yeah. like eight months, I guess, yeah. almost. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if it weren't for just her history with Thunder Rosa, yeah. you know, I would, you know, expect, you know, anticipate a little bit more with this match. Um, another thing this match had that none of the others really had was just like a lot of like drama going on in yes. because like you know a lot of these other matches just didn't really have like these characters didn't or these wrestlers didn't really have like a lot of beef between each other yeah like Sammy and Dustin yeah not really yep um, Matt Seidel and uh, Ricky Starks yeah. not really and yep. like this was the only one that had like agree you know history and weight when it came to character 
Yep. Um, which I think, you know, like made it just stick out even more. I would agree. A bit of a blah show. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm just a big Riho fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could, I think they could still maybe be building towards Brit versus Jamie. Yeah. Maybe at Revolution. You know, do they do that? And then maybe they save Thunder Rosa. I don't know. There's been a lot of smoke with this. Similar yeah. with like Wardlow and MJF. Yeah. Obviously, that's been going. You know, th- those seeds have been planted yeah. for more than a year. Well, well, and she needs like a seminal challenger because like Nyla Rose was like the first one. You know, that's not really going to be it. Statlander, Statlander Ty, Conti. Ty Conti. Like these have all been solid matches, but yeah, there hasn't been one. Not one until maybe this one where yeah. it's like, oh, she could lose this yeah. match. Uh-huh. But everything else was like, yeah, she's obviously going to win. Yeah. You know, I'm a Britt Baker fan for sure. I think she's done a heck of a job, but uh, yeah, I think it's gotten a little stale. Oh, for sure. Um, and would you know like to see how she responds to losing the title? Uh-huh. And if it is to Thunder Rosa, like she still has never beaten Thunder Rosa. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, just a decent little show that uh, I think they can improve upon a good bit. So uh, I agree. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Shivana. If you recall, been a long time yeah. since we've done this with any consistency, and as we said earlier, we're going to New Japan, King of Pro Wrestling 2016, as Katsuyori Shibata defeats Kyle O'Reilly by referee's decision in 18 minutes, 9 seconds to retain the Never Openweight Championship. You had never seen Shibata seen obviously O'Reilly in NXT and we watched the Kushida match from New Japan which is just a fucking barn burner Um, but I kind of told you this is definitely going to be like an MMA style of match with some grappling some submissions and some big strikes and actually as we're watching this you're getting some text messages from your sister about a very similar uh, topic yes yes my sister who has done jujitsu for quite a few years now yeah um, my sister Alex um had um a match today yes in louisville and she uh defeated her opponent made her tap out using the rear naked choke move yes which so is essentially yeah, what Alex yeah which is essentially how shibata ended this match actually yeah. i you know i think it was definitely a choke i don't know what exactly yeah. uh determines it being rear naked but yeah. i think it was and uh this one ended with O'Reilly in the choke, and I love how it ends with he's got his mouth guard on, and it just falls out of his mouth, and that's when the ref calls for the bell. Yeah. Um, so we've already jumped to the end, but uh, off the cuff, what'd you think? Yeah, man, this was uh, no th- this match like was kind of exciting in that sort of rolly, kind of grippy way that like you get excited about like a Danielson match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it definitely, um, you know, it reminded me of a fighting game a lot sometimes, too. Like, especially whenever Kyle did a lot of those, like, sweeps yes. and stuff like that. What was that one part? You uh, you had a word for it. In the beginning? Oh, the flurry. He had a flurry of the flurry. strikes yeah, that yeah, ended yeah. with, like, a leg sweep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it reminded me of something that you would see in a fighting game. Yes. Um, but, yeah, just these kind of crazy holds. I remember when he did the octopus, I was like, is that a spy? You know, I oh, Shibata, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I guess the other eight-legged animal. And then he took him to the ground yeah. with it. Yeah, the first half, definitely more uh, grippy-rolly. Grippy-rolly, yeah. And but, then, but, but you know, I've kind of grown to like that as I've... Watched a lot of, like, Danielson yep. and stuff like that. Um, more of a chess game, you more, know? Yeah. Getting the leverage, getting you know, getting the best of your opponent. And Shibata's one of the best at that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, what do you think of Shibata in general? I mean, obviously this wasn't his, like, most hard-hitting best match, but you really got to see a lot of what he can do, both as a striker and as a grappler mm -hmm. and with the submission moves. And the guy's just fucking well, fierce. Yeah, and he, he doesn't seem as, like... Thick, it's like Ishii or Minoru no. Suzuki. No, but like he still does that, but is a lot more agile. And I yes. get that's why you know you said Azar said he's his favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, and I, and I kind of get that because he has that kind of like strong style, hard striking thing that you come to like about New Japan. Oh that's yeah, it's really unique to it. Yeah, um, but like he also kind of just has like just sort of thin agility. You know, that's kind of a bit more like you know I guess like your Okada types, you know, the ones that have, is he sort of... Yeah, he's a little bigger, but agile. Like, as for as big as Okada is, yeah. he's such a great athlete. Yeah, like I said, I'm still not as familiar with these guys. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's kind of more just kind of in, in kind of that direction. And I he's think. very intimidating. And like, you got to see the classic where like Kyle O'Reilly kicked him and then he just sits up. Yeah. And then O'Reilly's no kicking sell. him, wiping it off. And then he kicks him about... Those are hard kicks, too. Oh, Yeah. And that's just Shibata, that, like the bide, as I've mentioned with Ishii. You take all this punishment and then you give it out tenfold. Yeah. That's why those... It was a good, like, fucking punch in the oh, face, Oh, yeah, too. he yeah. hammered him in the face and with it, a punch. And O'Reilly sold that very well. Like, oh, that was yeah. A, that was a really great moment in the match. Yeah, there were just... There was a lot of great stuff. Um, you know, we get kind of toward... You know, back to the back half, um, you know, Kyle hits a big brain buster. Then yeah. he gets him in the triangle choke. Um, and he's able to get the arm for the arm bar, which when that happens, it can be a quick tap out. But Shabbat is able to get to the ropes. And then I actually do have in here a rear naked choke by Shibata. Um, and then this was a really fun sequence. He hits the Saito suplex, which O'Reilly gets up, picks him up into the German. Shibata gets up, hits him with the German. Then they kick each other in the head and they both go down. Just one of those crazy sequences. I, I got a name for that sequence. Right, let's hear they it. They were in Suplexington. Ooh! I like that. That's, that's pretty damn good. Um, I love it. And then they're both on the, their knees exchanging elbows. Then they both get up and they're exchanging strikes. And then they're kicking each other. They both go down. Um, and then Kyle hits a big lariat. And it's a one count, which is another classic Shibata. Um, and then Kyle goes for the PK, which is Shibata's move. Very near fall two count. Uh, he has some big strikes, and Shibata's just fucking eating them. Mm -hmm. And then the open hand palm strike by Shibata, the spinning back fist into the sleeper hold, PK, chokes him out. And that, so like, it's so quick from O'Reilly having the upper hand yeah. to Shibata just taking him, taking him, taking him. And just like that, he's able to take control and get the win literally in a matter of like 30 seconds. Yeah, no, that was like really compelling. And that's Shibata he just for that you. momentum quickly. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, just an incredible match. You know, just again, you've got to see the full spectrum of what Shibata can do here. Even though I'd say he's probably got eight to ten matches that I like better than this. I think this was just a good, good showcase of him. And, you know, O'Reilly, like... Other than that Kushida match, probably the best match he had that I've seen, you know, prior to his NXT run. And even then, like, I would say this is probably a top seven Kyle O'Reilly singles mm -hmm. match for sure. And then I love at the end, you know, mentioned that O'Reilly passed out, the mouth guard falls out. Just a cool image there. The camera work was so good. Um, and this is not something you see Shibata do. O'Reilly was still down. He kind of picks him up shakes his hand and then O'Reilly gives him the bow just the sign of mutual respect 
again, for Shibata to do that to a Gaijin, a foreign wrestler, uh, not something you see very often, and he shakes Bobby Fish's hand. Uh, so just a cool moment and sign of respect from the wrestler, Shibata, to Kyle O'Reilly. And, uh, yeah, just great stuff here. Yeah, no, really great shot there at the end with the mouth guard falling out of his mouth. Loved it. As, um, um, God damn it, Shibata. <laughs> as Shibata submitted him. Yeah, just incredible stuff. Um, Shibata bread. <laughs> yes, Shibata bread. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to get myself some Shibata bread. Oh, boy, oh I know, boy. I'm pretty hungry. I am I'm, pretty hungry, I don't too. think we're not going to Panera, though, which is where you get that. I don't want to go to Panera. Go ahead and throw that down there. Oh, boy. Well, hey, this has been a ton of fun, but, uh, yeah, any final thoughts from you? No. Uh, I mean, like, it really, really great to be back yes. uh, uh, doing this, uh, you know, back to our regularly scheduled program. Oh, I guess um, we could hype up what's to come that we mentioned yeah. last week yeah. in the intro is that next week, as of now, the plan is to review Survivor Series 98 yes. with a special guest. It's a very special who guest. Who you've heard on the show before. Yeah, you have. Um, and that's kind of a big one to the fabric of our show, as we've mentioned, back to episode two. And you've never seen it. Peak Attitude Era. Great shit, that show. And then after that, the following week, 30 years of Put That Cigarette Out. Royal Rumble 92, we're going to do a big review of that whole show. And again, obviously key to the fabric of our show, uh, yeah. put that cigarette out in Mean Gene. Hell, the Okerland Awards, It's uh, there's a lot of threads with uh, with that one, and uh, I can't wait to be talking about uh, that whole show. Yeah, it's going to be a exciting January. So yeah, up for January. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to be, you know, it's not going to be a big AEW recap every week as it's been. We want to be doing different shit. Uh, stay tuned to the YouTube, especially next week. And again, Manscaped, promo code BBB, 20% off, free shipping. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrainBusterBoys. Follow Visionaries Global Media. Check out all the great shows there. How, look at this, getting all the plugs in. Um, and yeah, other than that, uh, just be kind to one another. Yeah, and, and buy some razors and, uh, yes. and male grooming products. Keep your eye on the ball. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, take care, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Good night. Bye-bye.